you are an insulting, pompous fool. And if you are not an ambassador, I would disembowel you right here. Exterminate. Computer, status report. Don't blink. Don't even blink. Blink and you're dead. No! Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the August 28th, 2010 edition of Sci-Fi Saturday Night. In Area 51, thumbing through the Majestic 12 documentation, I am the Dome. Joining tonight's talkcast from the Alston Brighton Hellmouth, fighting a good fight outside of Boston, welcome our own personal mistress of HTML and the soundboard, Kriana. Hey, how you doing, honey? <laughs> Pretty good, how are you? <laughs> From the Four Color Vault of Comics in Manchester, New Hampshire tonight, the man who once used a turkey baster to... Ooh, never mind. <laughs> Illustrator X. S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y <laughs> night. And the former living bombshell who drinks the wine of the dreamers, not the blood of virgins, the dead redhead. Good evening, everyone. From Outpost Gallifrey in Indiana, our caffeine-addicted crop circle investigator and the person who once scares young people who pays RPG games in dimly lit comic book back rooms, it's Awake by Java. She seduced me with science. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight, <laughs> what's going on in the world, what's going on in science fiction, what's going on in TVs, radio, television, all that neat stuff, and... The men no, of Beardco. There they are. Frank Woodward, Bill. Bill, I'm going to murder the hell out of your last name. Uh, I, I can save you. And Jim Myers. Guys, hey, everybody. Welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you for having us. Oh, wow. Very it's very motivated and energetic, Frank. Wonderful. I, I, I'm actually I'm going for the, the uh, AM radio voice tonight. Oh, excellent. Good. Good. <laughs> That's excellent because you can't use this as an air check. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, we're going to get to Weird Co. Films in the next half hour. We're going to talk about their project. We're going to talk about their new film coming up. We're going to talk about the Lovecraft documentary and their Kickstarter project. But for the first half hour, we're going to talk about some of the crap that's hit this week. And boy, has there been crap. <laughs> some of it was actually good crap. Some of it. Some of it. And by crap, it. by crap, you mean intelligent, thought-provoking uh, science fiction? Well, we got one of those. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. on. Where are we going to start, guys? Uh, Atomic Robo. Atomic I, Robo. That is a great place to start. Our friend, Scott Wagner. We love you, Scott. We love you, buddy. And the yes, word is that the... Uh, Eisner-nominated comic Atomic Robo has a new animation. The teaser for it is up on YouTube. It's called Atomic Robo Last Stop. It's done by a group called uh, The Factory. And Andy Warhol's doing this? I know. It's amazing, isn't it? I <laughs> thought it was dead, personally. I have wow. no idea. 15 more minutes. The aliens Zombie resurrected Annie him. Warhol. Didn't you know it? Hello, Pittsburgh! <laughs> <laughs> Pittsburgh. 
And it good morning, Baltimore. <laughs> the, shortest, <laughs> the shortest due sometime out uh, in late uh, 2010. Uh, and everybody's hoping it, Dr. Dino is in there as well. <laughs> Just because Scott hates drawing. That's right. Absolutely. Um, you know, it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. I'm... Scott Wegner has been working for so long, and to see this, this is his year. He's on the Avengers oh, now. Shit. I mean, he's yeah, had a we, great year. Absolutely, Scott. Big friend of the show. I love the Tesla T-shirts that he brings to all the cons. Yes. Yeah. I, I need like six of them, maybe oh, seven, and, one and, every day of the week. And um, you know what, Scott? I'll never forget you for the the sketch that you did for Gene and Spider Robinson. That was just yeah. beautiful. And you, you know, to go back to the shirt, actually I wore it to work the other day, and for those listeners who are under a rock and don't know that I work in a prominent hospital in Boston doing research. Um, stalkers take note. Yeah, stalkers <laughs> take note. Um, I, I'm in the elevator going to lunch, and this, this MD, PhD, turns around and is squinting at me and goes, who's on your shirt? And I just turn around and go, Tesla. I get, I get the eyebrow raise of cool acknowledgement from an MD PhD. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It was really cool. So thanks, Scott, for giving me that. Now, you know, speaking of Atomic Robo and comics in general, today is Read a Comics in Public Day. Did anybody do that? No. <laughs> no, we didn't hate Christmas as well. Screw Christmas, jeez. Holy zombie Jesus! Oh no, wait, that's Easter, sorry. Do we have Holy Zombie Easter? I don't know. No, we didn't actually. I read comics in public all the time. I don't need to. You will have to do it today and no other day. I've got to tell you. Yes. When I was at the gym on Friday, (laughs) I walk in and there is is this, this gorgeous young lady. Uh, reading a comic book behind the desk. Ooh! What was she reading? She was reading, uh, ooh. uh, Archie. uh, No, it was a Dark Horse. It was one of the Dark Horse series. Buffy? But it was cool who it was, guys. Hellboy? No, no, no. It was cool who it was who was reading it. Oh, yeah. Nicole Hanchin. Ooh! (laughs) Nicole Hanchin, the artist, goes to the The artist, Yes! Really? Well, she now go we to know. The gym. She what? She works. She works gym. there because uh, she's a physical uh. therapist. And now we know why Dome goes to the gym. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you don't need to be that creepy. I'm not being creepy. And uh, we had a wonderful talk about stuff. Yes. <laughs> and our oh, lawyers have advised us Dome is not being creepy. <laughs> That's right. I, I have had enough restraining orders, and frankly, I'm tired of them. I think their actual <laughs> words were, creepy is not illegal. <laughs> Thank you, Java. Sometimes I appreciate it very much. it is. I don't know. I don't know. Not according to the Federal Circuit Court of Appeals. Now, another, another comic book trailer that uh, hit this week uh, was Walking Dead. Woo! I mean, the bootleg's been out since San Diego, but uh, the, the official full trailer hit this week, and my God, does it look gorgeous. It does. Doesn't it look really pretty? 
Yes, I'm so yes. excited about this. You know, if now, I mean, the comic itself is an antidote to joy. So, I mean, I can only hope that the, the show will be just as dark and depressing. But you about Caprica too. No, no, no. Caprica was was a light romp compared to Galactica. Yeah, you know, I I actually don't hurt me. Uh, Zombrarian and I actually just started watching the Battlestar Galactica, and we, we're actually halfway through the miniseries, and we're like. I can't watch this for a while anymore. I'm yeah. so depressed. I'm, yeah, Dirk Benedict's acting can do that. <laughs> Everyone's dead. Yeah, but I, I kind of like that little metal dog thingy. Oh, that's from Doctor Who. <laughs> Speaking of metal dogs, yeah. Speaking of metal dogs, yes. Speaking of Doctor Who. Uh, and oh. a dog of an episode. Yeah, pretty much. No, no, Go no. ahead. Who's going to do it? I will. Ladies and gentlemen, the Fox TV movie, the only appearance of the Eighth Doctor, is finally coming out on DVD. But he's so cute. And you don't like Eric Roberts as the master? No? I was I okay do. with that. I... I don't have a problem with Paul McGann or Eric Roberts. I have a huge problem with them throwing Cannon out the window. And it's like, you know what? Spock is, is the most popular alien on TV, and he's half-human. So the Doctor is now half-human. You know what? Uh, you're absolutely right. I was going to try to defend it, but no. <laughs> they, they, they brought back Sylvester McCoy for a little bit, so you know they screw up a little bit. It's not so bad. No, Paul McGann would have been wonderful. That's, not, that's just not kosher. But I think Paul McGann was a good doctor. It's just the writing around him that was bad. Yeah. He's very Byronic. And Hitler was a good artist. He was. <laughs> oh, fucker was just misunderstood, that's all. Anyway. <laughs> and most people say that about Russell T. Davies, but that's a conversation. Wow! Oh! Yeah. Sorry, sorry. As much as I love RTD and what he's done, there are some of the his episodes that are just plain awful. <laughs> there you have it. There you go. The last episode of this year's Doctor Who. Well, actually, I, the part two of the Pandorca was fine. Uh, part one was. I mean, I, actually, the two uh, part finale was okay. Fine. It, it wasn't fine. There, there were some things very. Very, very wrong with it. Horrifyingly wrong with it. Well, you mean it. like but the fact that there no stars in the sky, but nobody thinks to explain the sun until about an hour in? Well, you know. <laughs> that, that wasn't my biggest problem with it. My problem with it was more of breaking the rules they had already set up for time travel and not really caring at all. And not giving a rat's ass about it. I mean, you yeah. know, you, know you, you, can, you can break other people's rules, but when you set them up, and then you go out of your way to break them. It gets a little silly. Yeah. And when Doctor Who gets silly, it's David Tennant at his worst. It wasn't yep. David Tennant, though. It David Tennant. Yeah, no, it was, yeah, no, yeah, it, it, was, was uh, it was Jimmy Smith. Olsen. <laughs> Jimmy <Matt> Olsen. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? But it I could have been Michael despite, Nesmith. Despite hey. the issues with the writing, that the cast pulled it through and made it still enjoyable to watch. Well, that was the best thing about this last season of Who is that the cast, uh, I mean, I think Matt Smith is a fine doctor. I think he's going to be great once they get the writing uh, more polished, which is, I, you know, I'm a Moffat apologist, so yeah. I was a little bit more patient with it than a lot of other people, but I, I can't defend it too much because there was a lot of sloppy writing this year. Thank you. 
Thank you. Mean, you. Like, like the um, what? Uh, soccer game there. Oh, yeah. that damn soccer game. Oh, well, no, I, I'm thinking more about, uh, well, most of the Churchill Dalek episode. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Oh, with the um, Mighty Morphin Power Daleks at the end? Yeah. <laughs> no, the Die Daleks, designed Thank by Steve Jobs in candy colors. Yeah. Ugh. They're washing yeah, but, machines. Yes, the washing machine ones. The color actually, I mean, at least there's some precedent for it. If you, if you actually, like, cite the Peter Cushing films, they, they, can, they were colorful there. Extra yeah. X tries not to cite the films either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Peter Cushing is who? There's nothing yeah. that wrong. I'm Doctor Who, and this is my magical police box. And I'm like, okay, it's over. <laughs> I'd rather watch The Seven Brides of Dracula with him in that book. Oh, wow. Tough crowd. Tough crowd. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Damn right, it is. We still friends. haven't gotten through William Hartnell. Why are you starting with Hartnell? <laughs> it's Don't the start beginning. With start, start with. I am a Type A personality. I have to start at the beginning, or else I'll never. There are be other that. letters in the alphabet, my friend. <laughs> I'm stuck on the, the, the web planet. I watched. Oh after. my god! You are you are stuck indeed. <laughs> I wouldn't wish that one on my worst enemy. <laughs> I seriously stopped watching it three weeks ago and I haven't gone back. It's yeah. horrible. It's horrible. Okay. The only way to watch that old stuff is to imagine that there's nothing else on television. Like, <laughs> nothing else, is, uh, else has been invented yet. No. Which it wasn't at the time. Or to be amazingly drunk. Yes. Hey, guys. If you want to talk alternate history, there was this really interesting memo that got linked and may- leaked this week that may or may not be true. Yes, but uh, it yeah. is true. It was confirmed by LeVar Burton. Is it really? If a rainbow cast member can confirm it, then hey. Wow. So Patrick Jackson was almost on the Enterprise. Well, not only that. Almost Jordy LaForge. Denise Crosby was going to be cast as Troy. Right. Rosalind Chow was going to be Tasha Yar. Yafet Koto is Picard, which I think might have been kind of cool. That would have been awesome. And, uh, oh, God, they had these weird people as Data. Well, Kevin Peter Hall, uh, the Predator himself, I think, was up. Oh, oh was yes, up he was. But he was also up for Jordy's role. Was was, up, was, oh, maybe it was for Jordy's role that I was thinking of. Maybe I'm, have Talk that. about a completely Star. different, uh, you know, atmosphere on the Enterprise. Yeah, I, I just, I can't imagine Next Generation with that, with that cast. It would, just, would have been... It's just hard to imagine be- Next Generation with anyone but the cast that it was. Like, I don't, I don't know who yeah. you could replace and still have it be as good of a series as it was, because I think they really made it. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. Think about this for a minute. There was that season where Beverly Crusher was gone and was replaced by that other lady. That the was doctor. horrible. One for the first Star Trek. And it was yeah. horrible. Yep. She, that was the worst season of the seven. She- Sorry, she always plays somebody who's bitchy. That was terrible. Probably wasn't her fault, actually. But probably not. I mean, she's a good actress and all that. But, but she I was mean, in the first Star Trek. She was bitchy, and when she played the Doctor, she was bitchy. Was yeah, like, well, she 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 uh, she was a legacy from the original series. Right. And, right. So, what was going on in, in uh, behind closed doors? Let's get rid of the sexy redhead. Okay. Hear me out. <laughs> <laughs> I know. 
Wait, I have an idea. That was a good idea. I don't know who did, but... I, didn't she want to leave? I thought she I wanted to she leave did. to go do she something. Their project, and then they seduced her back. Yeah. Which everyone is thankful for. Yeah. She had bought a really big house and needed to pay for it. Tough right. Actually, it was just she couldn't stand working with um, Wesley there anymore. Who could? Oh, oh, come on now, really? We we're we're, we're still hating poor uh, Wesley. I love Wesley. He broke up the people on on Big Bang. He broke up Penny and Leonard, and he will not you know, be forgiven for that. That was, I was so funny though, because I was. Not <laughs> Awesome. I was indifferent towards him until he started appearing on shows recently. I just watched he was on Eureka. Okay, he's uh, horrible on Eureka. Every other he's, show he's guested he's on. He's horrible in everything guessing. that he does. No, he's not. Yeah, he <laughs> no, he's not. But Eureka was particularly horrible. The Guild, Eureka, Big oh, Bang. Oh, wait. Yeah, I just on the Guild, he's really in, uniformly bad as well. I, I mean, I, just, I can't stand it. I, I, I'm, I'm not a fan. I've never Dude, been a fan. I want to get him on the show. Shut up. Oh, he's terrific. At this point, I just want to tell our listeners this is Sci-Fi Saturday Night. This is not the United Nations. Um, although, I'm sure the arguments are very similar. And who the hell do you think you are? The senator from Uganda? Give me a break. <laughs> oh, please. That's preposterous science fiction mumbo-jumbo. Thank you very much. I appreciate that, Dr. Farnsworth. Moving the hell along. <laughs> Oh, I want to talk about Dirty Gently. Yes. You know, when is not a good time to talk about that? I don't don't know. About about the boring series that Douglas Adams did? Yeah, please go ahead. Nothing (laughs) Douglas Adams did was boring. Are you blind? Did you read it while your eyeballs were seared with flaming iron? Like, (laughs) what's wrong with you, X? Simply because. There were no explosions. I will give you this. It's very atmospheric, and he spends a fair amount of time building the atmosphere. Which Damn right, he does. I, I will give you this. It's not as good as Hitchhiker's Guide. It's not. Because it's witty repartee and, and it's moves different. along. I wouldn't say it's better or worse. It's just different. It's very oh, I'll different. take a stand. I'll say it's not as good. But I think, I think that, you know, that's... that's uh, that that has nothing to do with you know whether or not it's good in general. When you compare it to the rest of you know, the you know, when you compare it to other types of science fiction along the same lines, I think it stands out. But yeah, Java, you know, you know I th- I think it falls into the Ted Sturgeon law. <laughs> Ted, Ted Sturgeon's first law uh, of uh, the universe is that ninety percent of everything is shit. If yeah. it wasn't, there would be no way to figure out what the really good stuff was. And I don't think that this falls into that ninety percent. I don't no. at all. I don't think so either. But I don't. I, I don't know. I think comparatively, I guess I'm just too much of a fan of Hitchhiker's. Maybe I'm just basically yeah. an incredible fan of Douglas Adams. I think uh, he, I was, am too. he 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 left us way too soon. Uh, oh, absolutely. And, and the stuff that he wrote had had a a level of wit and sophistication that you rarely see in science fiction. See, don't pontificate on anything. Yes, I can, God damn it. <laughs> I'm gonna be damn it. Like if any author never wanted to be pontificated upon and just wanted to be riffed upon oh. in a humorous fashion, I think it would be Douglas Adams. Oh, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, he would look at me and go, Are you full of shit? 
and mm. you'd be like, yeah. Yeah, pretty All much. Right, well, well, let me ask you guys. Do you think this will translate well into television? No. No, not at all. No. No, no, it's gonna it's gonna be like the Terry Pratchett adaptations is what it's gonna be like. I want it to, but it won't. Well, I mean, to be fair, BBC has come a very long way. Is it is it is being done by BBC? It's yeah, it, yeah, it's, yeah. B, it's BBC. BBC Four. All right. Well, I you know I want to write it off, or just just because I think it could be messed up very easily. But they've been coming out with some good stuff. I mean, Sherlock being. Uh, Oh well, Sherlock's brilliant, uh, yeah. and I think I think that comes here at the stateside in October. That's it's just it's brilliant. Oh, thank God. Well, yeah, you have I, to understand that BBC, even if it's BBC Four, is not the Sci-Fi Channel. First of all, so it's not going to be treated in the same genre as Sharktopus. <laughs> and, and, and what can be treated in the same <laughs> classification as Sharktopus? Virtually any other Saturday night movie on the Sci-Fi Channel. And Skeeto. <laughs> there you go. Drinking time and Skeeto. Yeah, that's right. I uh, oh, that. I just I just wrote something for Sci Fi Channel, so I have to I have to be a little bit more politic. Uh, you know, I I'm I'm excited to see it, but I don't think that Adam's tone comes across well in the <laughs> translation. I don't. You, you know, like there's did you? <laughs> How can you not like Sharktopus? <laughs> so wait, let's talk oh. about this Sherlock Holmes for a minute. It was a miniseries. Sherlock Holmes is a, uh, and it's the, the odd thing is it's by uh, Steve Moffat and Mark Gaddis. Mark Gaddis, who is responsible for some, uh, for some of the weaker Doctor Who episodes since the new since Eccleston came in, and Moffat, of course, who we all know know and love and are probably too tough on, but they both did a, a modern telling of Sherlock Holmes, and it is brilliant. It is utterly, utterly. Brilliant. Uh, and he, and all the stuff that you like about the characters in Doctor Who, the, the thinking 12 steps ahead, the thinking backwards, forwards, uh, you know, sort of uh, eccentric, everything that's, that's in Sherlock Holmes is there, but it's, it's so modern at the same time. It's, uh, it's going to be a hit. And again, you know, the BBC has, it's a, they're a global company now. They realize that they can bring a lot more money to things uh, when it has an international audience. And they're getting yeah. that international audience in more ways uh, than they even imagined when they first started yeah. out. But the kind it, of stuff it, that it, seeing right now is amazing from that. Absolutely I, amazing. I have to say, I've not seen Being Human yet. Is that any... Uh... It's... Uh, the last season was so-so. I'm hearing people you know, like it better this season. It's, okay. It's, you know... Did, so, did the BBC put out the IT crowd? Because that is hilarious. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, you know what? Actually, I think for some reason, I think IT crowd is Channel 4. But um, I think it is. Yeah. That is way too funny. I'll yeah, it's Channel 4. Absolutely. Well, you know, I but, haven't seen Sherlock, but, you know, uh, Demonoid is just a mouse click away, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you think I was just right now? Moffitt. It's a miniseries, three episodes. It's Got three it. episodes. Each episodes. one's ninety minutes. So it's it's and uh, the um, the guy who plays Holmes. Uh, I think it's uh, Bernard Cumberbatch of, of all names. But um, Martin Freeman, who played Arthur Dent in the uh, Hitchhiker movie, and was uh, uh, Tim in the Office, is Watson. And uh, you would not think that would work, and then you see it, and he's he's equally as brilliant as the writing. So you have a study in pink. The Blind Banker and the Great Game. There you go. And and it's there's going to be a second series. Yes. 
Okay, well then, good, because I don't want to have another uh, Hyde, or was it Jekyll? Yeah. Well, no, Jekyll oh, ended, hey, ended, hey, ended, hey, ended Jekyll was really good. Oh, come on, don't beat up on Jekyll. No, I, I loved it, and I was so sad when it ended. Yeah. Well, yeah, but at least it ends on a... On a uh, that's, that's more true. of a complete arc than... Uh, Holmes definitely ends... It's true, but I still perfect. wanted more. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, okay. Frank, was, was Sherlock greenlit for a second season? I believe it Do was. know that? Yeah, I, I'm fairly sure. Um, don't hold me to it, but I'm, I was reading someplace because oh, I was really... Yeah. Jekyll should have got a second season. Well, no, it was never meant to have a second season. I know, but it should have because it was that good. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. It was, that was a brilliant series. Yes, mm. it was. Uh, well, that's now, when the, the, you know it was flying around that he mm. was up. I can't remember that actor's name, but he was uh, James potentially Nesmith. up for, uh, yes. Nesmith, yeah. For, oh, yeah, um, the Doctor. Doctor Who, that's right. Well, he would have been great, and also the other guy. Oh, uh, oh what's his name? He was he, he was going to be the, potentially the first uh, black Doctor Who. Um, uh, Patterson Joseph, I think. No, no, not Wesley Snipes. I'm serious. And not Yafakoto, and although Yafakoto is the Doctor, hmm. will we gravy? Come on, that would have been awesome. Yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously, the next person to play the Doctor has to be Ginger. Oh, well. yes. Gilligan's Island? Have we that already by, had that? Is that by the redhead? You're so old. <laughs> it's almost go. tar pit day for you. Jeez. Here we go. As soon as I find my teeth, I will let you have it. Do you remember that show, The Dinosaurs, that was on when I was but a little tyke? I do, yeah. And how they uh, dumped the grandma in the tar dumped pit? Dumped the grandma into the tar pit. That's yes. what I want to do to X sometimes, like... Oh, Toss the wheelchair in the tar pit. You're too old. <laughs> Wait, dinosaurs? The Jim Henson thing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which was only, which was barely even 15 years ago, I think. Not the mama. I wonder if that is on Netflix because that deserves another viewing. Oh, it's totally yeah, it on Netflix. Yeah, totally. Hey, it really it? doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> We're gonna hmm. need another Timmy. That's right. That was our favorite bit. <laughs> Anytime something would go wrong or something would break, we would just look at each other and go, gonna need another Timmy. <laughs> yeah. So, so, good time. Uh, Moving on. Add Sherlock and dinosaurs to the wave. <laughs> <laughs> Serious. To, to transition to the American Gothic part, portion of our show. Oh, um, American Gothic, yes. The... Talk about something needing a second season. <laughs> no, actually, what I'm talking about is the Raven movie. Oh, with J Cusack? Yeah, he, uh, that's the news. John Cusack will be Edgar Allan Poe in the new Raven movie. Oh, uh, yes. Is that really something we want? It depends. How are they going to portray him? Because there have been a couple comic books that have come out, one of which was by a gentleman that we got to know... Um, but uh, we were, you know, we drank too many no. beers. Anyways. Down at SPX. Anyways. But um, <laughs> turning Edgar Allen into kind of that detective kind of character. And World sometimes traveler. it can work. Yeah. No, it's, sometimes it, feels like it doesn't work well. Work but sometimes it does work. But Cusack. Sometimes. We're talking John Cusack. Yeah, I know. That well, better him than Ewan McGregor. Oh. Better virtually oh. anyone than Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Oh. I, I mean, can, don't, don't get me wrong. I don't. I can't yeah. give anyone offhand. 
I oh, think have you seen it, uh, Jeffrey Combs do it? Yeah. I haven't Jeffrey. seen it, but I, I know he's doing a one-person one show of Poe. Well, yeah, he, he did a Masters of Horror episode uh, as Poe as well. And he's actually, if it's supposed to be Poe in, in like the last part of his life, Jeffrey Combs does very well with it. Oh, Jeffrey and, Combs is uh, very good. Duly yeah. noted. Yeah. Because I think, uh, and, uh, I think uh, Stuart Gordon is doing the play with Jeffrey Combs. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Something happened? No, 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 that's okay. No, I'm sorry. Just when you are, we, say are we not allowed Gordon, to say Stuart Gordon my, on the show? No, my immediate reaction know. is stop screwing up Lovecraft. <laughs> but uh, no, the man has his heart in the right place. Hey, Dagon's not awful as far as film. No, it is. No, no, it's no, it not. no I like I'll give Dagon. him Dagon. I really like that. And I love Reanimator. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, it's oh, just not come on. Are you kidding I, me? I love Reanimator. Uh, Dome? I think her street cred trumps you. <laughs> I'm not so sure about that. Really? Reanimator? Of Absolutely. all the films you had to say I love? The first that's, that's one that has the best yeah. lines in it. Well, wait, no, no, no. Kriana brings up a good point. Uh, Reanimator is exactly like Smallville. How? Uh, and Kriana's now going to explain. <laughs> <laughs> Because nobody likes it except for one person. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow, this is, this, this is a tough podcast. Yeah. I, I said I was the queen of sarcasm. I, I was really, really that was yeah, well, right now I'm real proud of you, babe. Thank nice you. going. Thank you. Hey, can I do analogies or can I do analogies? I'm multi-talented. Not too bad. We're at the halfway point, cats and kitties. You know you what know that what means, don't you? For, it's my random number generator time. Ooh, ooh, let me turn it on. Yes. Okay, go for it. I'm so excited. You ready? Go. Come on, no whammies, no whammies. Damn it. We hit a whammy. Hit a whammy again? You know why we hit a whammy? Yeah, because the person who made a comment didn't comment on the to podcast. Post, to comment on the right post. Scooter, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> you're, right. you're accusing us of being drunk, and then you put it on the wrong post. Like, what does that say about you? Feel free to respond. You know what? You know what it says about him? It says he's skeptical. <laughs> it says, wow. I'm skeptical that he's going to win the prize, and oh wait, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so, I mean, so, what do we have to do this week, to give stuff away on this show? This, I don't understand. Oh, oh. So, this week, if you uh, drop us a comment about this week's podcast, Dome, what are they going to win? They could are they potentially to, win? They could potentially win Lovecraft, Fear of the Unknown, the DVD by a weird group of company called, oddly enough, The Weird Group. Wow, if only we had those folks on our show so we could talk to them about their wonderful uh, company Fun and it. products. Can I, uh, you can I get Holy Zombie Jesus, please? Um, uh, wait for it. Wait for it. Holy Zombie Jesus. Or we have one with us right now. I have a very my dramatic favorite. announcement. So anyone with a weak heart should leave now. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, goodbye. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Frank, William, and James, the gentlemen of Weird Co. Welcome, gentlemen. 
Hi, thank you, thank you. Uh, it, I, I have to apologize. Jim actually had to leave. He had a slight little uh, animal emergency. Oh, wow. Yes, uh, so uh, he apologizes so for having to step away. What sort of animal? Is it like a, a rabid coon? <laughs> we, yeah. I'll leave that to your imagination. <laughs> it's a were-rabbit. It's I, a were-rabbit. I thought rabbit. it was a little quiet. Just bit through my It was head. very quiet, yeah. I, 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 uh, yes, uh, uh, well... I, I'm not going to make. I'll let you decide what the animal emergency is. But Jim is off dealing with animals, which he is prone to. Say we all. (laughs) Did it involve power tools? Uh, I was going to say maybe his cat's claw got stuck in his eyelid. I I had that happen. No. 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 Nor nor is it a marmot down his pants. Uh, Oh. How about a sugar glider? Yes, not, not at all. But thanks for having us on the show. So, uh, but Bill and I are here, so we can ask any uh, uh, questions that you guys have. About okay. Jim. Well, about Jim and his animals. Okay, what cool. is Weird Tell? <laughs> well, um, weird, well, Weird is a, is a production company. We, we make documentaries about the fantastic genres, science fiction, fantasy, and uh, horror. And... Um, we we basically did it. I mean, Bill, you have to re- refresh my memory uh, how we actually decided, yes, let's do it. I think it was because of Lovecraft. I, I believe I tricked both of you into doing it with me. Ah. Yes. <laughs> you know, you know who I makes can't... great documentary hosts? Uh, Podcast who? hosts. Just Podcast say it. people make great documentaries. Just say it. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, we the first documentary we did was was Lovecraft: Fear of the Unknown, which uh, Frank uh, was doing a number of, and you can give the the background on this, but doing a lot of uh, DVD extras at the time, and it was a proposal that just felt like it needed to be much larger than an extra tacked right. onto a film, and we built an entire business model around it because the thing about the genres that we play in, as you guys know. Uh, they they may not appeal to everybody out there, but the people they appeal to are very very passionate about it. So as opposed to a mile wide and inch deep, you know, we're an inch wide and a mile deep. And we have uh, whenever we go into something, we're very respectful about it because you don't mess with Lovecraft, you don't mess oh, with no. the Splat Pack or or so on. If you mess yeah. with Lovecraft, you'd end up dead in a gutter yeah. somewhere with a tentacle around your neck. Yeah. Hey, I think I mean, we've we've heard from the vast majority of people feel that that uh, our Lovecraft documentary was the the most extensive, the most you know comprehensive documentary ever done on him, et cetera, et cetera. And yet, there's still some people out there who who, who smack talk it. They're very few, but they're passionate, and we, well, we well, and, and the funny so thing these are is, is like on Demonoid, right? Uh, yeah, well, hey, hey, now, hey, now, now, we don't condone of Demonoid unless it's for a certain BBC series. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, well, no, Lovecraft is available on, um, uh, you can buy Amazon. that buy it over at Amazon or you can rent it over at Netflix. Um, and um, Splat Pack, which is our second documentary, that's available for download through uh, our site, uh, weirdstuff.com. And the, uh, weird is spelled uh, W-Y-R-D. Thank you. Uh, but we, we'll talk about S-T-U-F-F. Splatfest. Yes, yes. W Y R D S T U F F dot com. Um, and that link but, will be on our site. No worries. There you go. Uh, but we'll go, going back to Lovecraft. I mean, part of what started that was we. I was uh, doing uh, DVD extras for Anchor Bay, 
And Lovecraft actually did start as a possible extra for the Reanimator uh, anniversary edition that came out a few years back. Yeah, don't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you know, we had started prepping it, uh, and uh, I was doing a lot of research for it. And for various reasons, uh, Anchor Bay decided they didn't want it on the disc. But by that time, we had already approached Guillermo del Toro, we had already approached Neil Gaiman and Peter Straub, and all of them had said yes because they, like us, were just d- down to our socks Lovecraft fans. Holy and that- zombie Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> and I think that was when uh, uh, Bill and Jim, because uh, Bill and Jim and I, we've all known each other since film school, um, which we won't tell you how long that's been. But <laughs> hand cranks, yes, hand cranks, yes. They actually used film then. Woo, uh, but we we just that's when we decided we we have all this in place. Let's just go and make these kind of films ourselves because we're fans. Anyway, we sit down for hours on end and geek out about uh, why we didn't like the last season of Doctor Who or something like that. So See, that's nothing like what we do. <laughs> no, no, no. You guys don't you know nothing of what we speak. But uh, yeah, just uh, that's what kind of started us down that line of uh, doing documentaries that are for fans of and but trying to be as in depth and just as uh, definitive as we can be. Um, and for a lot of people with Lovecraft, we that we seem to have hit it. The people that have a have a problem with Lovecraft, um, I mean, I mean, everybody has their criticisms, which is fine. But I've had actually had people who were upset that we didn't actually uh, give the cultists their uh, due, because uh, Lovecraft is primarily a biography, and a lot of people felt we w- didn't address the Cthulhu cult enough, because obviously it's alive and thriving. Um, well, must we? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Some people take their their cults very seriously. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, we can we can go go all Jim Jones on this and drink the Kool Aid, but I mean, how important is that in in the grand scheme of, you know, what Lovecraft actually brings to today? Well, what it means is that the person two cubes down from that work was in Trekkies. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I. Whereas you could probably beat up a Trekkie. I don't know if you want to go head toe to toe with a cultist. No, probably not. Oh, no, uh, no. Nor do you want to share. definitely don't want to do that. Um, and that's where that's where where, where we've gotten started. And the Splat Pack, which we just came out with, that's more about the hardcore horror that we've seen, like the Saw films and Hostel, and uh, filmmakers like Eli Roth and Darren Bowsman. I got that it's, it, yeah, for me because I'm not super big into that, uh, but I, I appreciate it, and I came away with actually a, a huge respect for it after talking to all the directors. So, you know, it's it still gives you insight into uh, this this area of interest that's adjacent to these other ones that we all share. And that's also what we're going into uh, Men in Suits with, which is our uh, the current documentary we're shooting, which is looking at the art and craft of suit performers like Doug Jones, who is in Hellboy yes. at Pan's Labyrinth. Uh, Tom Woodruff Jr., who's played the alien in probably most of the films, uh, not you know, excluding the first one. Uh, Brian Steele, who just played Predator, who took over that mantle from Kevin Peter Hall. These are guys that are extremely talented, and they're not just some PA that throws on a rubber costume. Uh, even, even, uh, Why not? Our, uh, you, yeah. you even, you even got to talk to Bob Burns, didn't you? 
Well, it, but, but Bob is actually still slated to be interviewed, but Bob's been helping ah. us out quite a bit. Uh, Bob, for those who don't know who Bob Burns uh, is, Bob was one of the uh, gorilla actors. Uh, there are a select few uh, guys who always play gorillas in films and television, and uh, Bob Burns uh, did it uh, for pretty much for the late 50s, up until recently. The man's uh, in his uh, 70s, and he just donned the gorilla suit uh, recently for a movie. Yeah. Um, but he's also one of, like Forrest uh, J. Ackerman, like Forey, he yeah. is also a huge collector of all sorts of science fiction props and costumes. Mm -hmm. When James Cameron finished shooting Aliens, he gave almost all the props and costumes, including the Queen, to Bob Burns. Wow. Yeah. And he, if you go to Bob's house, which he, he, he opens up to friends and fans uh, when, he, when he can... You'll see the original George Powell time machine. You'll see the original <laughs> Exos. I know. No was squeeze, please. Uh, so did so somebody that's get goose? Who Sheldon and Leonard sold it to. Excuse me. I said that's who Sheldon and Leonard sold it yes. to. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but Bob is also was is key, cool because he knows he knew Ben Chapman, who was uh, one of the two actors who played Creature from the Black Lagoon. Right. Uh, so Bob, we're, we're really looking forward to sitting down with Bob. Uh, so he's on our on our list, and uh, and that's what also what we're trying to do with um, the Kickstarter campaign we've launched for Men in Suits. We want to go and to over to uh, Tokyo and interview the actors who've played Godzilla, uh. like uh, Haruo Nakajima, the original Godzilla. He's still alive. You know, I used to sit and wonder about, I thought that was like one of the coolest jobs you could possibly have in the world with, to be the guy in the Godzilla outfit. Well, yeah. And, and it's hard work. Well, it's hard work. And those guys, stories. yeah, they, they come near death many times, the actors who play Godzilla. Uh, some of them have almost drowned. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah it's, 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 yeah, it's not an easy job. And I think that's... For us, that's what Men in Suits is, is wants to show. It's not an easy job. It's it's a job that requires a lot of skill, a lot of uh, physical endurance, and a lot of talent. And um, you you we're all fans, so we know that it's for real. But some people, I know one of the one of our friends who we told this to uh, the first time we said we're going to be doing this documentary. They turned to us and said, "Superformer is that actually a job?" They oh my know. god. Yeah, the actual person they they I think a lot of people still think they throw it on a stunt guy or they throw it on a PA. Yeah, okay, tell that to Peter Mayhew. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You know, it, <laughs> there, we got to meet Doug Jones last year, and not only was he one of the most gracious people I've ever met at one of those conventions, uh, he stood for hours taking pictures with the little kids and everything else. He actually, to me, he looked like a human Jack Skellington if they ever did a live-action Nightmare Before Christmas. He's like six foot, I don't know what, six or something? I think he's and six. And weighs about uh, 10 pounds? I, yeah, I think he's about six. I think you're right. I actually think he's six five, but don't hold me to that. Um, and tiny, and he's, tiny, tiny, tiny. <laughs> very, very thin, but he's, he's such a sweet man. Uh, he yes. really uh, yeah. he gives it all to his fans. And he was he was very generous with his time with us on the documentary too, and but all of them have been every single yeah. after we've talked yeah. to you have, have been just wonderful to work with. And um, so, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. So you're uh, so you're on your Kickstarter project though. 
So you're accepting donations then, or you're soliciting donations, I should say. Yeah, uh, I mean, kind of like an NPR thing. Right. Uh, you get premiums. <laughs> right. Yeah, you get premiums. Yeah, Kickstarter, for those who don't know, a lot of uh, filmmakers are going to Kickstarter now to raise funds for new films, new music projects, art, art installations, a lot of different things. And it works in donations. And usually how it works is that if you give... $10, you get some form of reward. And in, in the case of what we're doing with um, Men in Suits, for certain levels, you'll get co obviously you'll get copies of the documentary when it's finished. We're also giving special thanks credits. And also at higher levels, we're also giving angel producer credits. So which we try to uh, re reward the people for their pledges to the film. Um, that said, the, this is a, a Kickstarter campaign. Usually, you have a certain time period. And I think we're down to our last ten days. So, people, if you want to contribute to the Godzilla interview, please do visit Kickstarter.com. How close and, are you to uh, making your goal? Did you say that already? Oh, uh, we're not very close. <laughs> well, we still have a ways to <laughs> we're, go. We're still under two thousand. We're shooting for nine. Yeah, because um, it takes a lot is, to go to Tokyo with a crew. Yeah, which is. Again, we, we feel very strongly that this documentary is going to be an amazing documentary. We, we've had such great people, but it's going to be very American-focused. You know, we have every, everybody from the, the original Gorn from Star Trek right. to H.R. Oh Puffin stuff. We're, we're, we're working on getting Big Bird, uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon. I mean, it's all, it's all awesome stuff, but very uh, U.S.-centric. And... The Japanese have brought so much to this, but getting our crew there, you know, being there for a week, travel, et cetera, et cetera, it's, this is all very much self-funded. So also when it goes to the whole uh, idea of uh, how do you do this, um, we've, we've put it all out of our pocket so far. And this is our third, actually we're on our fourth documentary, which we haven't talked about yet. Yeah, it's man. not cheap. It's oh, so that, that's the one about sci-fi podcasts, right? Yes, the sci-fi podcasts. <laughs> I think that would be a terrific, terrific story. People want to know just how badly people have been screwed over by, I don't know, uh, uh, easy, easy. Easy. Yeah. Radio Corporation. <laughs> oh, man. I imagine it would be something like The Thing after a while where paranoia reaches a certain limit and you guys start killing each other off one by one, yes? Pretty much. Yeah, that's, you got it. It, yeah, there used to be more co-hosts. That's all we'll say. <laughs> true. Yes, one of them is a freelance gynecologist now. No, he's not. Uh, also, we are not at all hungry. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. Also, I hate brains, so, especially fried in my special sauce. Mm. I, I, I have to ask, what's the special sauce? Oh, that's a secret. You have to find out. To find out, you have to come into my lair. Where I don't have sharp uh, knives, I promise. Wow. And you, do, and you don't take my brain. Exactly. Why would I do that? So I'm walking around like Leonard Nimoy for an episode. That would just be... Oh! <laughs> Sorry, Spock's brain still... Well, I have a soft spot for it. <laughs> oh, wow, so did he. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he did. At the back of his head. Oh. Just like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Oh um, man, I don't know, we're getting, we're getting in so much trouble tonight. But what the <laughs> heck? It's more fun than humans should be allowed to have. 
Now, let me ask you guys. I mean, like you had said before, you all came from these backgrounds where you were, you, you know, you were established in the film industry uh, with Anchor Bay, with other projects and so forth. Is WeirdCo now your one source of income? Have you, have you chucked it all for weird, uh, weird stuff now? We're not quite there yet, but, I mean, we're definitely trying to build something here with Weird. Um, I mean, documentaries are wonderful. They're, they're a lot of fun to make, and people definitely respond to them, but eventually we would like to, I think like most people, most filmmakers, you want to work your way over to narrative stories, and uh, that's something we're, we're looking at doing as well. Um, but we're, I've been, I mean, uh, Weird is still a young company, so it's, it's still... In, it's still forming itself. Uh, Bill, did I think, you? Uh, I think part part of the idea with Weird is, uh, you know, we've all worked for other people. We've all worked for the large studios, either as writers or producers. At the end of the day, you don't own anything, uh, right. and it's not always about owning something huge. Um, but but there's a, a sense of pride and ownership, and and as artists, you know, you always have a vision and. and being in charge certainly helps you to come a lot closer to, to realizing that vision. And weird, if we can do, uh, you know, if in the course of a couple of years we have a few films under our belts, if in the course of 10 years we have many films, and you know, we continue to grow that way. So I, I'd say that we're definitely transitioning. We still do stuff for, for other people. But if we, can, if we can put all the pieces in place, I, I think that, that we're going to be around for a long time. Yeah, def definitely, and, and that's the goal. Good, good to hear it. Well, are you guys doing the convention circuit? Like, were you at San Diego? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, we were down in San Diego. Uh, you may have seen one of us wearing these splat pack T-shirts because uh, <laughs> we were shamelessly hawking ourselves and our wares. Where are your upcoming uh, convention appearances? Uh, as far as upcoming ones, we don't have anything coming up right now. There, we are uh, uh, right away. There is, however... Um, uh, we're, we are talking with Monster Palooza out here in LA uh, about uh, possibly doing something when they uh, come back in April. Um, so that's uh, still in the works. So we'll keep you all posted on that. Uh, awesome. so if you're if you're in LA on September 11th, there's oh a, um, yeah, of course, duh. Yeah, there's the HP Lovecraft Film Festival here. Yes, that's right. Nice. The HP Lovecraft Film Festival, uh, which uh, our friend uh, Andrew Migliori founded, usually plays up in Portland, but they're having their first L.A. Uh, chapter on September 11th, and uh, nice. uh, Fear of the Unknown will be screening there, along with uh, the Dome's favorite film, Reanimator. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, some good stuff as well. I think uh, the Call of Cthulhu, the silent version. Uh, that yeah. the, uh, well, I was going to say, so we, we had uh, Chris, Lack uh, Chris Lackey and Chad Pfeiffer on last year uh, talking okay. about that and how they're working on um, the uh, Whisper in Darkness now, when that should be out any day now. Well, yeah, because I know Sean and Andrew over at um, the uh, Lovecraft uh, Historical Society, they've been working on that for a while, and the stuff I've seen in the, tra uh, the trailers... Uh, which you can find on YouTube, I believe. Uh, oh, yeah. Just brilliant. Just, I mean, those guys are, do such wonderful work. Uh, they they get it. I yes, mean, they do get it. I mean, uh, they do and I mean, get again, it. I love, I mean, I think Stuart Gordon, I said it before, his heart's in the right place, but, you know, I don't think anybody ever got laid in a Lovecraft story. <laughs> and we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I'm not even trying. The jury is still out on to whether or not HP ever got laid. So, uh, yeah, that's <laughs> true. Wow. 
Uh, no, no, actually, apparently there is documentation. His wife Sonia it did talk about their intimacy at one point, I believe. Oh my! Uh, and the so he's okay known on the uh, on the uh, post for tonight's podcast. There will be <laughs> three links: the link uh, to weirdco.com, the link to Weirdco's Kickstarter project, and the HP Lovecraft Film Festival September eleventh. In uh, Los Angeles, California. And the question will be, what do you think of H.P. Lovecraft's sex life? <laughs> oh, good lord. There is actually, it, on the disc, in, in the extras, uh, S.T. Joshi, uh, Lovecraft's biographer, oh, yeah. talks about that very thing. Because uh, Sonia did have a description for it, but I won't ruin it for everybody. Oh, my. Uh, just, just one question. Did it involve tentacles? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess... If you really want to like twist your thinking a little bit, I guess it involved one. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh. That's why hey, you know go. what, Kriana? That was a note. That was a note? <laughs> I think it was a C sharp. <laughs> <laughs> Hit it, Kriana. <laughs> we have come to the end of another show here. One more tentacle to go. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Illustrator X. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have the coming up calendar here. Next week, Michael Morecci tells how you can save the Sleepless Phoenix Comics Anthology with his Kickstarter project. Then skipping over to September 18th, she's the girl who sang Fuck Me Ray Bradbury, Rachel Bloom. There goes the ratings again. Oh, wow. Oh, can I get God, in on that one? Please. There you go, man. You she, she, she's something. Tell me about it, huh? Hey, she's my friend on Facebook, Frank. Me too. <laughs> well, I think yeah, she if she's out everybody's like a day. Yeah, she's, she's everybody's yeah. today. Well, she's my special friend, so me. Oh. On September 25th. And I 25th. mean it that way. Shut up, Bob. On September 25th. Dirk Manning spins over 50 interconnected Lovecraft stories in the latest installment of the Nightmare World graphic novel series. On October 2nd, Dome, control yourself, legendary UFO expert Stanton Friedman will be on. Yes! Area 51, it's time! (laughs) Too bad he's not excited. Yeah, no kidding. On October 9th, we have Scarewolf and the Horror Host Gang from Saturday Fright Special. And on October 23rd, Hunter Lagore returns for the long-awaited release of the Last Man Anthology. Now, Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of the Boston Comic-Con and of Comic Art House, which is your one and only source for original comic artwork. Visit Bob and Kim at ComicArtHouse.com for the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. And if you're in Baltimore this weekend, say hi to Bob at the Baltimore Comic-Con. Hi, Bob. Hey, Bob. (laughs) Tonight's outro music provided by Zanois. Pick up their CD, The Benevolent Beast, on iTunes. Dome? It's been our August 28th edition of Sci-Fi Saturday Night. I want to thank Frank, Bill, and James, the men of Weird Code. Guys, it's been a lot of fun having you. Oh, it's been a pleasure for us as well. Uh, joining tonight from the Austin Brighton Hellmouth, Kriana, thank you for all that you do. See you later. 
from the Four Color Vault of Comics in Manchester, New Hampshire, Illustrator X, and the Dead Redhead. Thank you, guys. I'm spelling weird, W-Y-R-D. Aren't we all? From Outpost Gallifrey, our crop circle investigator. Great thanks to Awake by Java. Hope you're feeling better, bud. Absolutely. This is Dome sitting here watching Reanimator going, Are you kidding me? No. (laughs) (laughs) Genie, shared pain is lessened, shared joy is increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. Good night, everybody.